Okie dokie, let's do a showsy. Do you, or not. Or, or not. Yeah, yeah, we can, okay. we All can right. do a show. Okay, yeah. You should be like my kids right now because you're looking at your phone. Can, are you on Facebook right now or do you want to talk to me? That's their new thing now. Uh, I'd rather be on Facebook. What, what do they say every time? Are your kids on Facebook? No. Well, they're on mine. They're trying. Uh, oh, you know what? I actually can tell you something about this. Funny, I forgot to. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. <laughs> I'm John Huck. I forgot to tell you. So. My oldest son is getting in an age. He doesn't. He's not allowed to do social media, but some of his friends are. Oh God! Yeah. So we had a sleepover. Uh oh. And I posted a picture of Archie Bunker trying to putting his finger to his head like a gun, like he's gonna blow his head <laughs> off. And I put, "Kids sleepovers?" Question mark. I love them. <laughs> and they saw. Three it. minutes later, I get in the other room. Really, Dad? And I was like, <laughs> "What?" And I go in the other room, and and, and, and his it. friend has got it up on his thing, and he goes, sorry, Mr. Irwin. And I was like, no, it's all good as long as you get the joke, man, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you get it. Like, don't think I'm a jerk, right? Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> this literally. Because I saw that post. Minutes, I was like, oh, man, he must have a bunch of kids at his house. I, he did. Yeah. He did. And he did mean everything he said in that sarcastic post. But. Yeah. Because, look, I mean, here's the thing. You. You. We, you and I are both kids. You and I had sleepovers. Yeah, we're we're, as, we're 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 annoying. Yeah, not, we're not assholes. It's just that, I mean, we can't, some are, but for the most part, bottom line is, one way or another, you're just annoying. And so that's all I was saying. It's well, like and I, I don't hate them for it. No. It's part of childhood. Yeah, they're supposed to be annoying. You're supposed to get annoyed. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you take that when you have kids. You take that risk of. Yes, I mean, at least your kids have friends. You know what I mean. Uh, I was also yes, that's very important and good friends too. They're they're, they're friends. The good thing is they don't have kids that come over where you can't even you can't leave the room because you're afraid they're going to do something. Yeah, you're going to set something on fire and you're like I can't just be. break something, steal yeah. something. They don't have any of those friends, which is good. Um, I have all all of my friends were those friends. <laughs> right before the <laughs> that's funny. Right before the show started, I received some bad news. Oh yeah, um, and this is going to mean nothing to you, but in the big picture, it will. I I'm in uh, um. Uh, fantasy football league with Nate okay. Pascast. All right, I thought this Pascast was going to be serious. It is. This is serious. Oh, okay. I I won the league. I mean, I won first place. Now we go into the playoffs. So I won a week early. Nate sent me a text congratulating me. Nate Cordray, past guest. Yeah, yeah. I, Present I, actor. And in order to win, I beat his brother Rob handily. Rob has been eliminated from the playoffs. Emmy award champ. winner. <laughs> yeah, I, I beat an Emmy award winner in fantasy football. The um. So, Nate's congratulations. Uh, the good thing about our league is that if you come in first place, we reward you for that. So, all the money doesn't go at the end for the championship. First place gets 500. And I was stoked. I'm like high fiving the kids. I'm like, Christmas, Christmas. He just texted me. He just texted me. He's like, oh, my bad. It's actually most points scored, not first place. And uh, you don't have most points. So, you don't get the 500. <laughs> I was like, and I. And, I, the reason why I'm actually mad is because do the math on that. Not Common Core, but just do basic math here. Who cares who scored the most points? If you did, And this goes for any sport. It doesn't matter how many goals you score, how many touchdowns you make, how many home runs you hit. If, you don't, if you're not in first, why are we rewarding anybody? Well, See, I came in first, which means I was the best strategist, meaning I put together the best team on a weekly basis. So I'm mad that I lost my five. Now, granted, I suppose those were always the rules, but I don't think I ever saw them in writing, so I may challenge, and my wife is a lawyer, so I may challenge. Um, <laughs> I take you to small claims court. 
<laughs> I sued Nate. I but, won. It cost me $5,000. I got $500. And he, if you're in Los Angeles, th- this will be out soon enough. Um, He's in a play at the Geffen. I forget what the name of it is, but he's in a play at the Geffen right now. But he so would he be on Google Nate Cordry play at Geffen, yeah. and maybe you'll find the info that yeah, Brian Yeah, because I'm very to lazy supply. to do it right now. But my point is that he wanted to argue this point with me, but he can't because he's doing a matinee for children. In his play, and it's also it's it's in the morning. How, also, no matter what time of day it is, don't ever ask me to do math. That is like a terrible. Do the math on that. No, that's never going to happen. Well, I was saying that you know. Then you said something called Common Core. Is that a different kind of math <laughs> I've never heard of? You, d- it is. It's what they teach the kids now. That's how they learn math. There's like, and the, here's the thing about it. A lot of people. Maybe hate I it. should take that class. No, I might. Oh no. Oh my God, you want to lose your mind? I don't. I can't help my kids out with math. I can't. Dude, no parent. Second I don't think grade. S- no, no. I'm talking parents- about second grade math because they teach it differently than you and I. It's not like. Two plus two equals four. Why not? It's like because they're trying to be outside the box thinkers. Like basically, they're lo- they're looking at the changes in America and everything's going more towards like engineering and computers and all that kind of stuff. Good. So their 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 thought process is with Common Core, and I'm barely involved in this. Just so you know, so I'm probably you know saying something bad about it. But I like the theory of it is teach kids multiple ways to get the same answer instead of telling them there's only one way. So you're trying to train their brains, because that's what math is. In the end, as we learn later, when we got pissed off and had bad grades in math throughout our school lives, we were like, why do we even do math anyway? It's not like I'm ever going to do any of this stuff in like real life. And they're like, no, that's it's like a muscle. It's like lifting weights. But I've never, I don't use it ever. No, you, you do, it's, 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 a, it's for your muscles in your brain. It's to make your brain work better and function better. That's what it's for. No, I take you steroids. Oh. <laughs> I take brain steroids. By steroids, do you mean marijuana? I mean marijuana and, okay. and alcohol. Steroids. Uh, but anyway, so that's kind of the concept. So I, I, I get that. I totally understand it. But the problem is it's so new that it makes you feel stupid when you're trying to help a second grader I, do their math. But, I, but you're not alone in that. Like, I no, I know I'm not. Generations upon generations of parents <laughs> have never been able to help their kids with no. math. Like. I remember once I went to my dad, I was like, I I don't get this. And he was like, okay. Uh, And he just told me to go to the back of the book and get the answer. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, fair enough. He just gave up? He was like, yeah. Well, he didn't even really, he was like, he looked at it. He was like, yeah, he didn't really know what was going on. And, And because, again, they had probably changed the way they were teaching math from the way he learned everything. You know? And he learned with nuns whacking him on the hand with rulers and stuff. So it was also a different challenge. Um. And then so uh, the, the so that's that's that anyway. So that was my uh, my argument with that. Going back to the uh, um, the Common Core thing. Okay. Again, um, also I thought that you really had <clears throat> bad news. Like, that is bad news. All right. What it is is you. Did Clark you lose five hundred dollars this week? Griswold, your family. Did you, you lose- said I got a bonus? We all getting Christmas yes, gifts. Yes. And then Nate's like, nope. And you're like, I hate my boss, who is obviously my fantasy football buddy. <laughs> and uh, now your kids aren't gonna. You're gonna have to go rob. Other families. Uh, there is something else, though, that I want I want to bring up with you. Um, oh. Uh-oh. I'm, I am kind of pissed off at you for this. Uh-oh. I can't remember when you and I had the conversation, but we you gave me that. Have you seen Westworld yet? And I went, no. And you went, oh. And you gave me that was enough for the way you responded to be like, you need to get in the game here. You need so, to get into the game. So I... Uh, I am I I had I did not sleep last night. I've I'm all the way caught up. I binge watched. Oh oh! I thought you were like because I was in, I had insomnia. I was like oh that's no. Funny. I binge watched. You started watching. So I'm it. pissed off at you now because I'm exhausted. You watched all nine episodes? Not last night. I watched four episodes last night. Yeah, and it basically kept they're me up hour, all the way. They're hour they're hour fifteen yeah. hour and a half episodes. If and you're I'm mad at you 
Because I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I binge watch because no, I like you're it. You're pumped. But you're pumped. You're pumped. And I, you know, what the funny thing is, is I wonder. And we'll get back to Westworld in a second. But it got me thinking that I wonder if a couple years from now they're going to find research that more people uh, sleep less or have more insomnia yes. because of Netflix yes. and binge watching. Yes. Because if you think about it, when we were growing up, you watch the if show. If you didn't sleep, done. it was there was shitty programming on oh, the middle watched, of the night. It was it was, it was bars and tone for yeah. most of the time. So you they actually signed got a, off at like one in the morning. So you got a good night's rest, or you were on meth, and that was like <laughs> the only two things. Yeah, or you're right? making bathtub crank. <laughs> Either way, but yeah, no, that's exact, and they are. That's already has to be a study, a finding that has to be some sort of science behind that because you're right, man. Like, and with our phones and. Dude, my wife sleeps with her phone, basically. She's on her phone. She falls asleep with it in her hand. Like, that can't be good. That can't be good. It can't be good to sleep with the TV on all the time. No. It can't, and you know, and you're right. It, it, it messes you, with your, what is it, REM or whatever. Yeah, not, the, not the band. Not the band. It, yeah, it messes with Michael Stipe. It me- <laughs> Uh, it, he grows hair so, again. Every time you leave your television on at night, somewhere in the world, a Michael Stipe is disturbed. But but seriously, like you, you're right. Like, and and back in the day when you had a favorite show, A Team, let's say, because that was one of my favorite shows. We'll say it's you. Say it's me. Okay. The show airs. You watch that episode. You have to wait seven more days to see another episode. You can't just be like, now I'm going to go watch all the old A-teams and all the new A-teams and all the other, all the behind-the-scenes footage. And but all the- we also, our minds were trained to accept that. Yeah. Right now. It was fine. But here's the other thing, though, too. I do also believe, and I, I could be wrong about this, but it seems to be, and this is why I'm okay with the binge-watching thing, is because I would, I'm not a big TV watcher anymore, and one of the reasons why was because I would start getting into a show, and they would, they would cancel, cancel it after three, four, five, six episodes, and there's no resolution. And then you kind of feel like, well, why did I even bother committing to this? And that's more when so. When they were going to yeah. yank it. And that's more so it. now. Yeah. You know, they gave shows a chance back in the day. Seinfeld today would have been canceled immediately. But they messed around with the time slots. They messed around with the cast a little bit at the beginning. And then, you know, they let it kind of play out they yeah. let it follow er go on before er it had a good yeah they uh, had patience and they moved it around they yeah, had strategy they let they, it they let it, but 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 as a comedian jerry seinfeld wasn't a guy at that point they were like we owe this guy yeah he's gonna make our network like no they were like what a show about nothing you're all idiots and then they tried to find a spot for it and it found its audience so back to westworld yeah if you're not watching westworld you uh, should listeners we won't I, do any. Sp- I won't do any spoilers. No, of I course just, not. We're not jerk offs, dude. I um. Do you feel like it has a little bit of lost feel to it? Someone uh, this last night. I was. Uh, I did, uh, which I'd like to actually mention really quick. I did a podcast with Matt Tate. He runs. He does a podcast called Comics Reading Comics. Okay. Uh, it sounds funny. We, yeah, we sit around and we literally mock uh, comic books. We read through comic books, and there's an app that people can get and they can follow along. Uh, he's got qu- quite a few listeners. It's a very funny concept. It's essentially mystery science theater okay. with comic books. Interesting. And uh, he, I'm on the show fairly regularly at this point, but it's just a good time. Like Eddie Pence is on a lot. Uh, they're going to be doing a, a, a kind of a pilot shoot to see if they can get it to play for like more of a, a internet audience. Um, but it's just anyway, if you if you get a chance, check it out. Comics reading comics. If you like comic books, they do. They used to do a lot of Daredevil stuff, and now they're doing more independent comics, which can be insanely shitty or really really good but okay. either way there's a lot to make fun of you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh so uh, with that i was at um i was at that doing that podcast last night and we were talking about westworld and this girl who had not seen it says well, how would you what is the show how would you describe it and i was like uh it's uh and this kid goes it's like jurassic park meets and i said ex machina 
that movie with the robot lady. So it's like Jurassic Park meets Ex Machina, I think is is the best way to describe it without giving too much else away. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, but the reason why I say loss is because there's just it seems like there's a lot of people that can't quite figure out what the hell is going and, and on. And you think the writers might be going, where are we going to go with this? Well, there's there's a lot of truth to that, though. When you create um, shows like that where the whole hook of the show and the reason why you become obsessed with it is because of the mystery. You don't. Where is it going? Yeah, what are these like, people at doing? At what point are the two people that should never get married get married? Because that's when the show is over, right? That's how every right, show right, works. Right. It's like. Once two people hook up or whatever it is, whatever that rub yeah. is, whatever that Ross and Rachel is, got married, the show is done. Yeah, you just you 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 love that mystery of like I don't know, and I almost kind of feel like from a writer's standpoint, if I was to look at it from a writer's standpoint, I think it actually helps writing when even you don't know where you're going because well, you that, can always bring it back. Sure, like that was the joke that Tina Fey made uh, when Lost got renewed for like another three seasons or whatever. There was, she's like prompting all the writers to go, uh, holy crap, what are we going to do? Because like you felt like they were writing like, now let's add a polar bear. Now let's add a smoke monster. <laughs> and they were, they ne- some of that stuff never got resolved. They never went back to it. But nobody ever cared. But no one ever cared. It's like Chuck walking upstairs and never coming back on Happy Days. Like the older brother, right? He just disappeared. He was like, go, where's he? He's doing his homework. Yes, the Chuck references, we all know. The classic Chuck <laughs> but, reference. The very first couple episodes of Happy Days, Richie had an older brother. Right. Well, one day, Chuck went upstairs to go do homework, and that was the last time you ever saw Chuck, and he was never mentioned again. But you do know that Happy Days has the, the biggest, obviously, show reference of all time, the jump in the shark. Is oh, obviously. yeah. So not the Which, Chuck reference would be, well, I would put that down a couple more Sure, sure, notches. sure, sure, sure. It's, it's like the tiger thing on Brady Bunch, the dog. Which, by the way, how sad is that? that Rest uh, in peace, uh, yeah, Tiger. Yeah, Florence, Florence Henderson. Oh, Florence, yes. Yeah, she was... Uh, I thought Tiger just died. I like Florence Henderson. I thought she, even even after the Brady Bunch, uh, maintained like a really funny sense of humor about who she was. You yeah. know, every time I saw her on TV, she was either like... Did you ever meet her? No, I never no. got to meet her. Did you meet her? No. Oh. No, the only Brady Bunch member that I met was uh, Peter. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> pork chops and applesauce <laughs> the other ones that um, must be what people just walk up to him and say randomly i don't know i didn't say any of that kind of stuff i don't yeah. quite, obviously no, i can't no, no, well no. yeah but i'm sure a lot of people do i yeah. told i can't remember you have to embrace it i mean i know it's annoying and in your back of your head you gotta be like shut up dork but you you can't you can't be like stop doing that <laughs> you can't yell at people you can't freak out well there i will give you an example of somebody who did that in front of me freaked out on you no oh. no no that said the stupid thing oh uh, yeah um and i won't i i won't name the the comics name we were we were doing a show at the m bar in hollywood and after our show there was like a private party and um the i believe i can't remember he ended up in the end. I don't care because he ended up getting busted with the child porn thing. With he's he's the redheaded mustache guy, the teacher um, from the f- principal from Ferris Bueller. Yes, yeah. So anyway, Jeffrey, yeah, he's out now. By the way, okay. But Looking my, my real point, this is, shabby. This is way back in the day, right? Yeah, so he yeah. comes in. <clears throat> he was in a ton of stuff. And but well, yeah, yeah. Well, trust me, uh, we found out. Oh, so oh. I'm standing next to the other comic, and he walks in, and this comic, who I'll tell you off air, because you'll be like, oh yeah, there's no surprise there. Of course he did that. <laughs> gets right in his face, and he said something like, he made, did like said the, the character's name from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah, and then like pretended to be one of the characters in his face, and the guy, the guy just stops. And I'm like, oh fuck, guilty by <laughs> guilty by association. You're standing here. there, you can't run at that and, point. And he go, he looks right in his face. He goes, you know, 
I've done other things since then. And at that time, I think oh. he was on some HBO, some serious HBO uh, show. Yeah, we, uh, the Western. Um, we, uh, Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah. And he goes, I'm on Deadwood now. Thank you very much. And then he walked away. And 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 I thought to myself at the time, I think both of you guys were kind of being dicks here. Right. Yeah. And your, I was your collateral friend, damage. Your friend was an idiot for sure. He started it by. Yeah, that was unnecessary. You could have even if you would have just said, "I loved you in Ferris Bueller's Day Off." Right. Which I think is what he tried to stumble into after the fact, but it was it, the damage he, was the, done. the awkwardness of the that. way he did it was so abrasive. Yeah. In his in his way. Yeah. But I remember also being, and we can't remember if we talked about this on the air before, but. I remember being at the comedy store one night when Robin Williams um, popped in, and uh, he was on stage in the. He did a, su- a surprise uh, set in the uh, in the main room, and people were yelling "Nanu Nanu" and stuff like that while he's trying to tell no jokes. No shit. And, Even and, then, and like yeah. this is like early two thousand. And, and he did he did shut them down very quickly and got an applause break when he just kind of because no chuckled. one wants to hear that. He just chuckled and went okay. After like the fourth time someone yelled "Nanu Nanu," he goes he goes, "You know I've won two Academy Awards, right?" Like, now, but that and that's a shutdown to me. I was like, yeah. that was a comedy show, and that's also shutdown. different. He's on stage. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Fucking I'm shut saying, up. I'm not. I'm yeah. giving him credit. Yeah, absolutely. And he, absolutely. I, I told you, he got around applause after he said yes, that because that other, was other like people a, are like, dude, you're an idiot. Yeah. Nah, well, yeah. Nah, then nah, it, nah, you moron. But you know, there's always somebody yes, who had one shots too many on the Sunset Strip. Of course, of course. Like, I'm gonna keep yelling, Nanu Nanu, when he talks to me. I'm helping the show. Look at me. Why don't they hand microphones out at the door? This would be great. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Um, but I and and I guess, uh, like yeah, so he did kind of freak out. Jeffrey, what's his name? Yeah, um, whatever the guy's name was. Yeah, but. yeah, he did freak out. But uh, but but you can't like. That's just gotta. So be. going back to the Brady Bunch, and the reason why I just don't, I don't. One of my all-time favorite shows was um, the Greatest American Hero. And, and oh yeah. And I, I think I, I William Cat. Yeah, William Cat. I was obsessed with it. And I uh, eventually got to. Uh, yeah, the, the old other, guy yeah, that the was old with guy him. His name escapes me right now. He actually just died Robert just Cole. recently. Robert right? Cole. He just he didn't die that long ago. No, he lasted but a while. Isn't it weird that when when you're growing up, you're like that guy must be ancient, <laughs> and then like another six, and yeah. then like another, they live for like another forty years, and you're Dude. like, I, a lot of these people they just look older because back then, Dude, those guys, sun, those, cigarettes, and alcohol. Booze, dude, they like George Papard. Like those guys <laughs> drank like. They didn't like that's why Mad Men was so interesting to me because you kind of followed some of those characters were severe, full blown alcoholics. Yeah. And they didn't have a name for it and they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't know like uh, the Murray character. Did you ever watch Mad Men? Yeah. Dude, he pisses his pants at one yeah. point because he's so drunk. Yeah. And then he goes to rehab and everyone's like, what is rehab? Well, that's because like, I don't remember when AA drinking. started. AA wasn't around back then, right? It so. did. I think it started in the 50s or 60s. Yeah, Some, yeah, somewhere. yeah. But it wasn't like what it, it was now. Yeah, right. Support groups and stuff like that. Yeah. You were considered, it was considered a sign of weakness if you had to go to a support yes. group. Yes. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were generous. Now it's like people are like, get your shit together, blah, blah, Yeah, blah, it's a sign of weakness if you just keep drinking yourself into a stupor and so, pissing your pants. Yeah. So William Catt, um, I eventually had the opportunity to meet him. So one of the first, actually the first job I ever had out here was a PA on a show where I think I told you before they actually... Um, I was working in the art department with uh, um, Joe Alves, who was the production designer on um, Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Jesus. But the movie got um, um, was was hemorrhaging as they were trying to make it, 
And uh, they actually got rid of the art department and they forgot to fire me and the other PA. And we just basically went back into our cubicles and just kept collecting paychecks, kind of like an office space. Yeah, you're, you're Milton? <laughs> yeah, literally for <laughs> six months. We fixed the glitch. Yeah, they, we were the art department PAs, but they forgot to get rid of us. And so we just sat back there with nothing to do. We just That's how I learned. He, the, the other guy was more of an artist. He taught me Photoshop. I just went in every day and he was like, you want to hear what we should teach you something? I'm like, sure. Yes. We had nothing else to do. That's awesome. So anyway, before <laughs> that happened... Um, one of the producers on the show was was friends with William Cat, and I didn't know that. But as I was learning Photoshop, I was learning how to in, in early Photoshop oh, take God. someone's head and oh, put God. that head on someone else's picture. Oh God! So I would take make pictures and then I would print them and hang them in my cubicle. Oh no! So I put my face. <laughs> I'm the greatest American. I'm the greatest hero. American hero, and I put it in my cubicle. And William Cat came in. And I happened to not be at my desk at the time. Oh, well, that's good. I happened to not be at my desk at the time. Okay, you weren't at your desk. My buddy walks up past <laughs> my, de- my desk. William Cat stops, sees my face <laughs> on his greatest American hero thing, looks at it and just goes, <laughs> just shakes his head and just walks away. And my buddy calls me later. He goes, oh, dude. William Cat thinks you're was idiot. hilarious. Well, I ended up meeting him later. So he brought him in again. I, did, I actually did some work with him. There's a photograph of me somewhere on the interwebs doing some work, some motion capture work yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't say anything. I actually hung out with him and talked to him for a long time. He was a super nice guy. But, I mean, of course, I really wanted to say something, but I also didn't. I was like, this conversation is going good enough. I don't need to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't I, want him to go, oh, shit, you're breaking it up. Yeah. Because I know that he had a rub with that for a while because he was a trained actor. And that was back when, like, if you put on a cape, you were kind of fucked, right? Like, yeah. That was kind of the it thing. It's the Birdman thing. It's like, you know, once you play that superhero, you're done. Yeah. It doesn't really happen anymore. But back no. then, it's you got ha- labeled. It has happened to a couple people in the re- in the fairly recent. Like, the Brandon Routh. Routh? What's his name? The guy who played yeah. Superman in that Superman Returns But maybe he movie? also doesn't get work because he doesn't, you know, maybe he wasn't. Look, I think he got the shaft on that Superman deal. I think they were supposed to make more of those, and then they—I don't know what the, I thought that was okay. I wasn't angry at that Superman at all. People were pissed, but I thought it kind of followed. He looked like Christopher Reeve. I thought it followed the same kind of. Well, they just changed their mind. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, I know, but it's like when they rebooted—they rebooted Spider-Man thirty-two times. It's like, can't we just stick with something? Like the Hulk has been three different guys. It's well, like, you know, I mean, uh, a friend of mine sadly um, was one of the producers on the Flash. Uh, oh, the, the TV shows? No, the Warner Bros. Oh. movie, but they—that's oh. the one that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So this is the—they—it's they're not do—they're not making it anymore. They're already gone. It's already gone through two groups of people. Yeah. So I mean, it just goes to show you how hard it is to actually even get those things going because there's a lot of creative differences between the studio and oh, yeah. Yeah. the and the, it, uh, the the filmmakers themselves. And when and you so, read and you read about even the Wonder Woman movie that's coming out, you read about like the, the 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 past twenty five years, people have been trying to make a Wonder Woman movie. In out in yeah. out in and out. even more interesting is um, uh, what was what was I just gonna say? Sorry, I lost it. But it was uh, it was about that kind of uh, something else that didn't just oh the the Superman uh, the death of Superman lives. If you've never seen that documentary, I highly recommend it. And the in the early 2000s, late 90s, Tim Burton was going to make a, after Batman, Tim Burton was going to make a Superman movie starring yeah, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I know. My buddy, uh, at that same job that I got, that I was just talking about? Yes. So one of the guys in the art department. Worked on that? He is a sculptor. He worked so on what the they suit? do? So what they do is they, they so the artist draws it, then a sculptor comes in and makes a sculpture of it, and then they make molds from that, right? So he actually was working on sculpting the Superman suit. So he came in. Wow. After all that stuff was going down, and he goes, "You want?" He he calls me into his like he had like his own little private area where he was doing all the sculpting. He's like, "I want to show you something." 
and he opens up these these this is back Polaroids. Yeah. And it's a bunch of Polaroids with Nicolas Cage Where? in that Superman suit, which they're on the they're on the it's the same pictures they're out now. Yes. With the long scraggly your hair friend, and your stuff friend like leaked that. those, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't leak them. I'm uh, just saying it's just, you know, he had a copy of it because he needed it. And he was showing me, and I remember going, I'm going, that's what Superman's going to look like with the hair and That's something. weird. He goes, and he goes, it's, he's like, it's Tim Burton that's going to be out there. Obviously, that never. It never happened, but the documentary of why and how it never happened, and the executive Is producer. Is it on Netflix right now? It's, I think it's on Netflix. I think you can find it almost, and you can watch it on YouTube, I believe. Oh, okay. um, but the pay a special attention to, uh, not a special, pay special attention to uh, the executive producer of that movie because he is a full-blown lunatic is he he takes a fake phone call in the middle of an interview and he has like a conversation like what no get, get alec baldwin like he's yelling names he's insane it's and the, and the writers are like yeah well he or the 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 graphics guys and all the people on the show being interviewed he would come in and put people in headlocks uh he would threaten to fight people like does he still work i don't know i'm not okay. sure and, and, to watch and what one. he's done before that and after that not much. I, I don't know i can't remember but wasn't Kevin Smith tied to that for yes, a second, too? Yes, Kevin Smith is interviewed in the documentary. <clears throat> he was yes, supposed okay. to be a writer. He came in. He wanted. He had some stuff, and he. they were like, they came to him, and they're like, we want Superman to fight a spider. And he's like, what? Like a big spider. So Kevin Smith's like, okay. So he put a giant spider into the movie, and then the director got pulled from that and went and directed the movie. You're uh, talking about Tim Burton. No, I'm talking about a, a different, different director. director. Somebody else who was involved got pulled and went to make... Um, or maybe it's the producer who produced that Will Smith, uh, Kevin Klein Western. Uh, there was a yeah. big spider in the end of that. That was supposed to be the spider in That's Superman hilarious. Lives. So they pulled the spider from that and put it, it in. The whole documentary, it's just fascinating how so many big names can be involved in something so huge, like Tim Burton, Nicolas Cage, a Superman movie, studios, writers, like, and then they're just like, dude, years. we are not doing this. Yeah, it could take years to make it or years to not make it. That's that's how this business works. For those of you who are not familiar with it, there was actually a great article somebody some um, that a producer had written about how much time producers don't are actually not on the job because there's so much downtime yeah. in making movies. And it was written by a guy who actually won an Academy Award for producing a movie. And he's like, you would think that when you say that, that that means every day I'm receiving money from somewhere, a paycheck, doing something. And he's like, no, it takes years to get things on up off the ground and then have it fall apart again, then go back up again, fall apart again. And it's just like, it's almost a miracle, to be honest with you, if you make a movie in this city. I truly, Dude, it's it's just unbelievable totally agree. to me how hard it is to make a movie One, in this town. That, and you're talking about just to get it to the point of production, just to get something to there, just yeah. to get them to like where it's like, okay, now we can start producing this movie. Like, just to get it to there is, is like you said, builds up and down. Writers attach, scripts go, come like, revamp everything, characters change. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we can finally produce the movie. And then to produce a movie, it's like, it's insane. It's, it's insane. The, it's, it's a lot mo- of the moving yeah. pieces, the amount of people, the amount of money. Like you said, it's a miracle that anything gets made. When you work on a set, you're like, how is this going to be finished in time? Well, what's funny, and both of us have worked on quite a few sets, uh, most of the time we're like, how did this even get this far? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> First a bigger, of all, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, how, what, who, who swindled who? There okay. has to be better scripts out there, yeah. people. <laughs> um, but, you know, eventually I hope that we'll be able to have a greater conversation about that. As you know, something that I cannot share, there's a project that's been in development hell for over a decade that you know that I've been trying to 
now get my hands on and who knows what that process is going to be for me. And I'm on the <laughs> in-between part of it right now. And even that is a grind. And you would agree with me. That specific product or project that I'm talking about is about as legit as you probably can get in town. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially and, and now. now. Especially now, yeah. I think. So yeah. that being said, that just goes to show you how slow. Right. People aren't just like, all right, let's do this because it this. needs to be done now. Yeah. Yes. They're like, let's take five years yeah. and put it out. Let me think about it. Yeah. I mean, to, it's. Let me ignore you for it. There's, there's a lot of similarities in like production of a movie from the beginning to the end, uh, like uh, putting up those rides at Universal. Like, by the time they finish the ride, Transformers, the movies are done. Do you know what I mean? The Mummy is still a ride. No one's seen a <laughs> money, Mummy movie in, like, a decade. Harry Potter, those movies just ended. The ride just opened. I know. Isn't that crazy? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. But they've got a couple decades on that one. I, gotta, I think that's how they do it. Yeah. And so, oh, we didn't. We haven't talked about the. Do we, have we talked about? No, we haven't recapped Thanksgivings. Uh, okay. Before, but, uh, yeah, but no, but we're, this is good. I just wanted to talk about Universal for a little bit later, too. So. Okay. All right. Yes, we, we can cover it. Oh, by the way, uh, can I play you something? Uh, I want to play you a song, and then I, wanna, I want you to tell me whether or not you remember this song or not, okay? So hold on here. Let me see if I can get it up here. Let's see. Come on, song. Let's see if I can get it up here. Oh, I was going to play it. Hold on. I can skip this thing. Not this one. Not this one. It's YouTube, so i got to skip the ad. Here we go. Oh, I know this song. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I definitely know this song. So just imagine me in the car with the kids. Oh, yeah. Got satellite radio on. Yeah. And this song comes on. I let it play. Oh. Oh, it's a little bit horny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids are, like, throwing up. No, but, here, but here's the thing. So... <laughs> I want to taste your so, lips. You know what? The reason why I bring this up is because, as a man, we barely pay attention to lyrics. Is We're this more OMD? about like no, uh, no, it's Exile. Oh, I want to kiss you all over. Oh, so <laughs> it starts gets to the hook, and all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, what am I playing? Yeah. For my kids. You're playing horny horny town music. I want to kiss you all over. Yeah, this is basically a fuck song. Yeah. This is a 1970s banging, yeah. ugly bumping, you know. Yeah. Nine beers in. Nine. <laughs> take some lewds. Sloppy sex. Let's take some lewds, baby. It's a sloppy sex song. So anyway, that's that. Yeah, this dude, dude my mom, my mom was acutely Please aware. Please tell me that your mom was. No, she was acutely oh, aware. Okay. My, my brother got. Uh, I think you'd be like, my mom used to. No, when my, when my brother got ACDC. Sorry, Mrs. John Huck. When my brother Mom. got ACDC uh, Dirty Deeds done dirt cheap for his third grade birthday uh. from a friend on tape, he played it in the car, and she was like, the first song was Dirty Deeds, so it's about contract killing, and he, she's like, <laughs> okay, and then the second, like, uh, I don't know what the second song was, like, Love at First Feel, and then the third, my brother tries to take the tape out before the third song, my mom's like, that, that, that. And then it's big balls comes on, you know, and I'm in the back seat like, oh, dude, and my brother's going. No, it's like, um, you know, like a ball, like a gala, like uh, people having a dance. Uh, and my mom's like, uh-huh. <laughs> but she never, like, confiscated the tape or anything. Uh, that reminds me, I'll never forget that me trying to convince my dad um, what an amazing song White Lines was. White Lines? I'm like, you don't White understand, lines man. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get him to understand the, the cultural significance yeah. of the song. Same thing. And my dad's just thinking to himself, 
Shut up. Turn this crap off. Now he, that's not my dad's style to be the shut up guy, but he patiently let me go on my high school or whatever grade I was in ramble about how, you know, you don't get it, man. I mean, this is like something. It must have just been killing him to have to listen to that song. My dad was born in 1930, so there was nothing about White Lines that my dad Related was going to, to be interested yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Mm, there, you know the song Master of Puppets by Metallica, okay? There is the base, The song is about cocaine abuse, and it's, it, it's an anti-cocaine song. It's telling you that you're, if you're into this drug, you're being controlled. You're not, you're thinking for yourself. <laughs> right. So after I had explained it basically to my brother about how this is, you know, this is a great song, but it also has a deeper message than just like having kick-ass riffs and having Hetfield screaming and everything, my brother then tried to take it to my dad and be like, no, because my dad watched, my brother was watching Cliffamall, and there was a scene in Cliffamall was like, they're metal up your ass, metal up your, my dad walked through the living room when that was playing, and he was like, what, what are you watching? What is this? <laughs> and then so after that, my dad's like, metal up your ass, like he would just keep, kept saying it. And then, uh, and then my brother, like, like, I think it was Christmas morning or something, but my brother's trying to play Master of Puppets for my dad, and she, he's like, no, you see, it's like an anti-drug song, and my dad's like, turn it off, turn it off. That's enough. Like, it was like, he didn't let him finish. He didn't let him. He was like, we're done here. I don't want to listen to this. It's Christmas. It's us. It's Christmas. I try, you know, I try to be, I don't like parents that that get mad at me for letting my kids listen to pop music because I kind of feel like I, I'll expose, yeah, because they're like, no, you don't just, you, you. Play them the right music, oh, and so the then they'll listen to yeah, it. Yeah, they're not going to go find music I on just, their own. I you think my to... parents played Prince and fucking Van Halen for me? No, I found that on my own. But my my, my the reason why I don't like the argument, you're kind of a douchebag at that point. Going whatever you want to listen to, you're stupid and it's useless. Let them discover their. Yeah, maybe I feel that way about they're it. They're going to go through that. They're going to figure it out too. You know, some of that shit you used to listen to was garbage. Of course, yes. I, I don't want to listen to Justin Timberlake any, at all either. I don't. Right. But if they like the song or Bruno Mars, well, there's you know, a lot worse you can do than Timberlake. Timberlake is at least a talented but guy. But when it hits the top forty, dude, it's like, play, can you play that for the fifty gazillionth time? Can you That's play that Bruno thing. Mars song one more time? You, you listen. Know, to, you have to listen to those those top forty stations. I. I don't listen to those, right? So yeah, but you don't people, have a reason. So right, but my, my point is when people are like, like I got in this conversation the other day. Someone's like, oh, you know the song, but 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 by so and so, and I go, oh yeah, no no, I've never heard that song. And they're like, no no no, yeah, you've heard it. And I go, no, I've never heard it. And they were like, it's on the radio all the time. I'm like, uh, terrestrial radio because I'm listening to like Pandora or my Amazon or my iTunes, and I just got rid of Sirius because it was completely pointless because I have all those other things. So I'm like, why would I be listening to the radio? I'm, like, I'm going to choose what I want to listen to. I'm not going to randomly. Well, even if you had a terrestrial radio, you'd probably listen to K-Rocker or the rock station. I'd listen to the sound. I'd listen to the sound. And I wouldn't hear any of that, that top 40 <clears throat> stuff anyway. So that's why people like, it's on the radio. I'm like, not the radio I listen to. But, but people get genuinely upset. Like, no, you've heard it. I'm like, stop telling me what you think I've heard. Because if I've heard it, I'll tell you. Do they get upset with you like you, you haven't seen Goonies yet upset? Or is it more like... What kind of circus clowns are running around out there and haven't seen Goonies yet? <laughs> get to the... His name is Brian. Get to the Blockbuster. Right across from Get you. to the Blockbuster. <laughs> Somebody said that there's still one store open somewhere. Well, that's like a novelty thing. Like, there's only going to be one White Castle open soon. Somebody still... I bet there's a guy... Remember Chuck that used to work at the Herald with me? Yeah. I bet you he still watches things on VHS. He Dude. did ask me. I, I said to him, and this is this is just, you know, there's a certain point. I think you get to a certain age where you're like, I'm done. And so after uh, the Frozen Peas was done, and, you know, I thanked him in the movie and stuff like that, you know, because you know, obviously he was a part of the Herald and stuff. 
and I, and he couldn't make it to the premiere or the screening of it. So I said, I can email you a digital oh, so yeah. you can watch it. And he goes, no, no, no. When when you make a DVD of it, you send me the DVD. I was surprised he didn't ask for VHS, but he was at least asking yeah. for a DVD yeah. of it. And uh, I was like, okay, well, that's not going to be for a while, just so you know. And he's yeah. like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. He's not going to download it. He's not going to look at the nope. internet. Yeah. No, he made it very clear that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Because <clears throat> I think his attitude is like, why would I watch I didn't, I a almost... movie on my computer? There are some people that are like, yeah, I, no. No. You watch them in movie theaters and on television. Meanwhile, my cousin's husband watches movies on his phone, and he's like pumped. I can't watch stuff. I can watch YouTube stuff on a phone, but I I, I can't. I'm bigger, not, the bigger, I'm better. Watching a movie, thing, yeah. yeah but a lot of people. Do. I have a I have a giant. Why would I have a giant TV? <clears throat> why would I do that? I don't know. My kids, when I whenever I do let um, them on their phones, they watch guys play video games and talk about it. I'm telling you, I think that I'm gonna they're lose watching. my fucking mind Dude. if I have to hear those guys. Voices, it's like nails on a chalkboard listening to them talk about Minecraft or Madden 17 or whatever they're doing. Are they are they watching Twitch TV? I don't know. I guess I should. You should look into it because that's what that's where Britain works. That's what he's talking about. Getting us on that. Oh, I mean, that's great. Then that's totally. I mean, it seems like a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> just to live stream a, like podcast so people can get to can see them. That was what his idea. Right, was. but but you you know, there's a whole subculture, like millions it's and millions insane. of people watch other people play video games it's and insane. talk about it. If I, that's if, it. If you think it's lazy to just watch people play sports, how lazy is it to just watch people play video games playing sports? Which, by the way, just saw another. Sorry, this is a very random uh, yeah. show. But we're trying to stay entertainment focused. We're going to have some guests soon. But right now, no, no, we're, we're just, guests. We're yeah. t- I shared some behind the scenes. By yeah, the way, we're, should, still, we're not done talking. I about should try to track down Joe Elves. He would be a great the production designer from Jaws. And oh, well, dude, if you can get the production designer from Jaws, I yeah, don't, I'd, love I don't, to I'd have, have a... to see if I still have his number because he is so entertaining to talk to. I think I met him once. Did you? Was he at the Herald just hanging out? No, one day? No, 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 no. I haven't seen. He was my first boss ever. That's it. And I have not seen that guy in sixteen years. Yeah, he's around somewhere. Uh, I should track him down. He, uh, you know, great story. He had great stories about how he found the mountain and closing encounters in a third kind and all that kind of stuff. He's obviously part of the famous story of the, of the shark not working. He designed the shark, made the shark. He I kept have sinking to the bottom. I have. I should. Well, I don't want to post them online, but I have a couple copies of. I I told you I, I had to scan all of his original storyboards for Jaws. Yes, I've seen some of those. Yeah, and I have That's a couple. Awesome. I have some. I have some of those. Um, and I remember like just my hands shaking having to scan. I didn't want to wreck it. Like it was original drawings, dude. It, and it's Jaws. Shot one by of the shot. Greatest, Jaws. Yeah. The first summer blockbuster ever. One of the greatest movies of all yeah. time. And I'm a huge Jaws fan. On top of it, so <clears> I'm just like I'm looking at these things like I'm looking at the Holy Grail. You know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I forgot what I, I, I never, I, so get, get him on the, uh, um, get him on the show. But what I was saying was that there, there, if you have not seen, um, uh, the King of Kong, a fistful of dollars, which are a fistful of quarters, which is that documentary about the guy, the, that whole video <laughs> game world that started in the eighties where yeah. guys on the video game charts. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I haven't seen the documentary, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another one that just came out about I, I, about a video game called Nibbler. Are you familiar with this game? I don't know how much of a, of a video game or arcade guy you were growing up. I was never an arcade kid. I was never an arcade kid, and I played Atari. I was never super video game. But gaming. here's the thing. From our generation, when video games first came out, that was the beginning of the kids that, I think you and I have talked about before, the beginning of the kids that either decided to stay outside and play, or the kids that were like, See ya. Yeah. Never want to go outside again. And they were gone. And they became the first generation of arcade kids. 
and video game kids at home. Yeah. And that's all they ever did. And that's all they ever cared about. And they couldn't, they were obsessed with getting their quarters and going down to arcades or, or whatever new game came out. Cause you know, it's not like now, not that many games came out. No, back when a then. game came out, it was like releasing a movie. They went to the arcade and all waited in line to play that game. Yeah. And then there was the one kid in the cool jean shorts with the high socks that would kick ass all day and like flip the score. But anyway, there's if if you can see either uh, Fistful of uh, uh, the King of Kong or this one, I think it's something about um, it's Man versus Snake. Dude, there is nothing more entertaining from a documentary standpoint than watching the lives of old school gamers and how they can't let go of it. And they're always trying to one up each other. And they, for, for the rest of their lives, they start out as teenagers. They're now middle aged men that are trying to get back in and, get, and, and always trying to win the high score and the obsession that goes into it. It's a very small subculture. I'm surprised a movie has not been made about like a pixels. real movie has been oh, made about oh, it. Oh, pixels. No, you know, I'm just, but There's I'm talking that subplot about, in there, though. Right. But yeah. my point is, though, I haven't seen pixels. But it's actually very entertaining. I've, I've heard. I mean, but, Peter but you, Dinklage and. Adam Sandler and but what, what you know what it is you know what it reminds me of yeah. Kingpin when the Bill Murray character comes out and and it's the bowling thing you just kind of feel like there's these guys out there that just don't let go oh Bill, and, yeah, the, yeah you that, know what I mean that, that is a, that's an iconic character yeah. like the, so anyway my, that's my, but that's kind of the feel that you get from the great documentaries worth uh, watching yeah that's awesome wise. yeah I like I could watch those too and also uh, uh, what's the the wizard what was the movie with Fred Savage where he like plays <laughs> in the Nintendo <laughs> yeah, tournament yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, speaking of Jaws, uh, I went to over Thanksgiving weekend. My mother-in-law came down right uh, from up north, and <laughs> she is a uh, huge Harry Potter nut. Like she started reading those books when they were assigned to her youngest son, right. uh, and she was like, "Well, let me read this first because other parents were like, "This is witchcraft," and they were getting upset by it. Yeah, uh, again, uh, insanity. But she was like witchcraft, so she read the book and she was immediately like, "Did she also do yoga? That's also witchcraft." Well, she's doing it now. She's trying it now. Okay, yeah. good. Um, but she immediately was like, um, "We have to let the kids read these books. Like these books are awesome." <laughs> so she like she got into it. She's read all the books. She's seen all the movies. And then this new ride was opening at Universal, right? So uh, I was like, you know, when she comes down for Thanksgiving, we should take her to Universal to go on the ride. Because for me, the other rides at Universal are very tame. I was used to, before I found Universal, I was used to roller coasters that whipped you around and kind of hurt your neck a little bit as I got older. And they weren't fun and they were a little bit intimidating. And I just don't need that kind of thrill. So I found Universal, you sit in a box pretty much for most of the rides. And it's kind of a, more of a 3D experience. The box moves and you I feel like you're moving, but technically you're not. And it's all about the screens around you, like the Simpsons ride. Is sure, like yeah, that. yeah. So I am thinking this is what the Harry Potter ride is. <clears throat> no problem. So we surprise her with the tickets. She gets into town one night. We're like, we're getting up early tomorrow. We're going to Universal. We're going to have a great day. She had been driving all day. She gets to bed a little. She has a, I don't think she even has a glass of wine. She just goes to bed, wakes up the next day. We, get, we, we pump her. We, we give her this health shake, pump her up with this health shake. We're like, oh, this will give you some energy. This is great. It's mixed berries, and you'll be feeling good. She has some coffee. Right. We're all all right. We have some breakfast and then we we go to Universal. We get there like eight, eight, 15 for early entry because I'm like, the kids have off this week. It's going to be crowded. Let's just get in there and ride that ride. It's go time. <clears throat> so we get first thing we do right to Harry Potter World. Boop, hey, all right. Taking some pictures. Get to the ride. Ten minute wait. We like we're right on the ride. But the ride is like 
a ride. Like you get on this thing. It's intimidating to even get on because the floor is moving and everything's insane. And you get on and the actual <coughs> thing you're on is like a roller coaster track through this 3D and then some uh, live action stuff. So it was intense. Like I was immediately like, "Uh oh, this is way more <laughs> intense than I thought it was going to be. We're almost flipping upside down. Like you can feel the movement. And I'm like. Oh shit! And then like a like a quarter through the like with a quarter left of the ride, it stops and the screens go white and it's just smoke everywhere and you can't see anything. So we're stuck on the ride. And David Blaine came up. And David, no, David oh, Blaine. Okay. But then the ride finally starts up to like no movie. There's no screening. Like we're just riding the ride slowly. And then at the end, we like get off and they're like, "If you want to ride again, you can," because it broke down. And they were like, no, we don't want to ride again. So she's kind of shaken up from this. So we go and sit down and have a seat. And I'm like, really, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be that intense. I feel I feel bad, you know. So uh, we, we, we spent a little while just having some water, right, taking it easy. And then I'm like, well, let's walk over towards the Simpsons area. So we start walking over there. And we get to the Simpsons area. And I'm like, we could ride the Simpsons ride. That's fairly... But in my head, I forgot that it's a roller coaster. The 3D thing is a roller coaster. You're Everything right. moves. Yeah. So then I was like, oh. Well, you know what? The tram. The tram has a 10-minute wait. Let's get on the tram. Got to see that Jaws. It's got to, you can see Jaws. You can see the Psycho House. You can see the, 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 uh, the plane crash they have there. It's like it's all very cool. And in my head, I'm like, and the tram is just a tram ride. <laughs> so I grab a, one of those full Modelo, those big tall cans, and they get some waters, and we get on the tram. This is 820. This is 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we get no on. one's judging because if they weren't if they sell it that early. That means no one's judging. Yeah. So we get it's, on the it's five o'clock somewhere, America. We get right. a, we get on the tram and we're going and like literally she turns to Nicole and says, I don't feel good. Right. Two minutes into this ride. It's a 45 minute tram ride. One of the first stops is the King Kong stop, which is. You put 3D glasses on, the, the tram rocks back and forth as if King Kong is fighting dinosaurs and they're jumping on the tram and spitting and at you. all around. Yeah, they spit on you. There's water like it gets <laughs> it gets insane. It's really cool. But then I look over and she has begun throwing up. She is keeping it in her mouth for the most part. It's dribbling out. I'm telling her because she's in between me and Nicole, I'm on the edge, which I was bummed she wasn't on the edge. But I was like, just throw up between my legs onto the floor. It won't be that big of a deal. But she's like trying to hold it in. I give her my handkerchief, mm -hmm. and she hasn't made a sound. She hasn't, <laughs> she hasn't shown any sense of alarm. She hasn't, like, she's just like, like holding it and spitting it. And then she finally gets a plastic bag out of her purse, and she starts throwing up I in see, there. There's a, there's a certain age group that has tissues and plastic bags with them at all times. Yeah, who knows why she had this bag. But Doesn't like, matter. Thank God she did. I know, but this ride takes another, like, 40 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. At this point, we're not even paying attention. Then there's the new Fast and Furious part of it, where the cars are whipping by you, and it feels like you're driving 1,000 miles an hour. She just starts throwing up again. I'm like, oh, my God, this is awful. We finally get to the end of the tram ride, and like we get her off, and she's just like got she throws out this big pile of this bag and all this crap, and I was like, um, what uh, do you guys want to do now? And like it's on Nicole, it's down her shirt. I was just like, yeah, they have to go home and clean up. This can't like you know we had tickets to see a movie at four. I was like, you guys just take off, and uh, I'll hang out here and ride some more rides. And that's when I ran into you and your I kids. I was in the line. At the, I was in the Simpsons line at the donut shop at yep. Lard Lads. Yep. Yeah, I was there.
<sighs> All right. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. That is live. Not live. Well, it's video taken live. Don't forget we're getting hamburgers later <laughs> at my mom's. Oh, Oh, that was the worst. (laughs) One of the worst hangovers I've ever had. That was terrible. That, to be honest with you, if I had heard that behind me when I was on the tram ride. Oh, you would have started pulling it. I don't know if they had pulled. I thought about pulling the thing and like, just let us off. Get out. But then I'm like, they would have let us off like in the middle of the tour. in someone's uh, movie shot. Yeah, it was really, it was gross. You could do it where the water comes down because then we just clean it out, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Here's here's my only advice to the tram tour. Stop (laughs) the Desperate Housewives section of it. Nobody cares anymore. They're taking like 30 minutes to go through the whole Desperate Housewives set. And you're like, this show hasn't been on for like 15 years and no one cares anymore. Stop. You just opened up an application on my phone because you were talking to my phone. Desperate oh, Housewives? No, a dictation came up again. I wanted to see what it was going to say about what you were saying. But oh. it, it went away. That's weird. I think it's hilarious what it does. It. I think it's pretty funny that it's actually trying to. It's like, what, what would you like me to? Yeah, I'm hanging out. I'm totally fine to send out I can out hear this. you. I can hear you. I'm a phone. Yeah, so we ran into. So we went that same day. Uh, we were in line. I got the kids at the Simpsons thing. They, they make these donut. massive donuts. So the kids had donuts. We shared with you. You were excited. And then we actually, we kind of did our own we little redemption to, for you. We, yeah, we went we to Moe's. go back to. I had a couple beers on uh, Moe's. And we, we got back on the uh, tram. Went back on the tram. So you got that. redemption. You could were see tram. the jo- enjoy myself. Uh, we rode the Simpsons. Simpsons ride. I got a picture of it. I, yeah. I'll po- yeah. I, I posted that last week, kind of. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we went back to Moe's, and then uh, <laughs> I hung out at Moe's for a little while. We ate at Krusty Burger. Ate, and then the kids just wanted to go home. I, I think those are the only two rides you went on. Yeah, and, the and then you guys left, home. and then I, I went to watch, see the Shrek thing, and then I went and saw that Fantastical Beasts movie. Oh, yeah, well, me and the boys saw Minions before we... Uh, anyway, Universal, it's fine. It's, Dude, it's funny, that some just, of the stuff they get... It's funny when you look back on it now. When I first moved out here, they still had the E.T. ride. Yeah. Which basically is you on a stationary bicycle with E.T. in front of you. And it's just like, you could just, it's just like on this track that's yeah. just bringing you around. They're like, oh, watch out, it's crazy. And you're like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And you don't realize how far along they've come. Everything has come. You know, where well, the Minions was, it used to be the uh, the Terminator thing, which that was kind of cheesy. Cause but the, the, la- the, the last cheesy thing they had, and this is funny because me and Nicole went. Did you go to Waterworld? Uh, no. We went, we went, they just really <laughs> tried to push Waterworld. They're like, come on, it'll be fun. Uh, we went back. Uh, we were Nicole had a job interview on Tuesday morning, and like we were having lunch afterwards. And I was like, we could go to Universal, go ride some rides because we got yeah, those passes. And she's like, pass. she's like, yeah, let's do that. So we went back, and uh, we rode <laughs> we rode the Jurassic Park ride, and that's where you can be like. So this ride was made in 1993. They've yep. done no upgrades. It's awful. Oh, they put a Santa hat on a <laughs> on a, a Velociraptor. But but don't you think though? I get that. But it goes back to my theory about the Jaws shark. There are certain things, though, that ties you into the yes. past. Yeah. So not every. It's like going to a shitty carnival. Like there's certain things about shitty carnivals that re- still to this day remind you, you of your childhood. You can't lose the Jaws thing because that helped make Universal what it is. Right, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not scary. It's not when you compare Dude, it to diver? everything else that's there. It's yeah. no. You're right. You're right. And look, the Jurassic Park thing is fun. And I'll be honest, Nicole screamed at one point, and I could not stop laughing at her. She was like, <laughs> ah. And I was like, oh, my God, you're really scared of that? And I made fun of her. But it's it's entertaining, and it's a ride. You kind of go down, and there's water and whatever. It's not terrible. I, I think every theme park has to have some element of cheese to it, because if it doesn't yeah. have some cheese, then well, it's kind of like. Well, then you're not going to get all the people coming out of the Midwest to visit. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm all. F- I'm not. A ge- I I think the other stuff is kind of cool. The, all the you know the Transformer 3D the Transformer Simpsons ride is, is awesome. I mean, all that stuff. I is love cool. the Simpsons ride. I like. And yeah. even actually, um, the Fast and Furious thing is pretty interesting. Yeah. When you get on there, when they start when they start hauling ass and yeah. that, and, on, uh, down the in downtown Los Angeles, the it's way they cool. make you feel like yeah. you're. It's crazy. You feel yeah, like you're hauling ass. Intense. And the, you know what? You know what is a really fun ride is the Mummy because it's basically in the dark. There's yeah. nothing. There's like three things, and then you're just whipping, hauling ass in a roller coaster in pitch black. Have you been to Disneyland and been on the the Star Wars one? The one I that they've converted. That I think it used to. I forget what it used to be called. Um, you know the one that was in the dark. Um, Magic Mountain or Ma, Space, Space Mountain. Space Mountain is now like a Star Wars themed one. It's and it's a little bit weird because you are in the dark a lot. So it's just like a lot of whipping, like starlights going past your heads, and then all of a sudden you're in a Help battle. us, help us, yeah, Obi Wan. You're like, our only hope. It's it is pretty. It's kind of cool in its own weird, bizarre way because you have no idea what the hell's going on. Where most roller coasters, you know exactly where you're going. You see in front of you all the time. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I have not been to Disney World or D- what's the one out Disneyland? here? Disneyland. Disneyland. You've never been? No, I've only been to Disney World when I was a kid. I never went to Disneyland, and then when I was dating my wife, she's like, "You've never been to Disneyland." She's like, "Let's go." And I actually think it was better. To go as an adult for yeah. the first time, because yeah. then you're kind of like, ee, and you just kind of, you're not Scooby Doo, but you, you, you <laughs> kind of, you kind of just go through and you giggle because like, you're experiencing it all in right. an adult way. You know? That's dude. That's what happened at Universal. I put off going. I've lived here 17 years, and I was just like, nah, theme parks are for tourists. And then I had to nah. go for my this girl's birthday that my wife knows, and I was like pissed. I had to pay the money to go to somebody's birthday party at Universal, and then immediately got there. I was like, wait, they serve beer here. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like, it was great. Wait, wait in line didn't matter. But don't you think living here, I always promise myself that I'm from Wisconsin. I move out here. And I always said to myself, I don't ever want to lose the fascination with where I live. Because I think if you become that person yeah. that just is like, yeah, yeah whatever. Like, right. I'm totally over the fact that it, the Hollywood sign that I grew up seeing is, is over there or... You know, whatever it is, Disneyland, Universal Studios, the Hollywoody things, the Walk of Fame, you know, Man's Chinese Theater, Beverly Hills, like all these things, Venice Beach. I think if you just get to the point where you're like, I'm so over that, like whatever, well, then you're kind of missing the whole point of where you live. That's yeah. just my personal opinion. Then go somewhere where you're going to miss it, and then you'll re- you'll appreciate it again. <laughs> I guess my point is, I just, I, I appreciate everything, in, including the oceans and the mountains and everything else yeah. we get here. I appreciate it, yeah. all that. No, yeah, so do I. And I also now appreciate Universal a whole lot. Right. And I buy a pass well, every year. Well, beer, but, you know. Well, but just the fact that I also really enjoyed the rides. I didn't think I was going to enjoy the rides that right. much. I didn't know they were so fun. No, they're fun. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's great. The uh, uh, on a uh, on a sad but interesting note. So my parents' dog uh, lost his leg yesterday. Ooh, they had to amputate it because it had cancer in it. But the thing is, they uh, by cutting it off, that was all where it was. So the dog will live the rest of its life. It'd just be a three-legged dog. Mm. And it's interesting in talking to my dad about it because they basically are like, yeah, you know, we do this all the time. And dogs basically are like animals aren't like humans where they're like, oh, man, my I'm, leg. it's gone. What am I going to do with my life? They're going to keep running around. They, they, they pretty much wake up and go, no, wait a minute. I'm almost for sure I had another leg here, but I can't count. So I don't know if I had three, <laughs> two, or four. Or four I'm not sure how many. So I guess I'm just going to go take a poop in the yard <laughs> and uh, continue on. Back on with life again. going to go take a poop in the yard, sniff at yeah. it, maybe put it in my mouth for yeah. a second, <laughs> go lick my, my master in the face. 
Yeah, dude. Something is always going to resonate being a little bit different, but I'm not quite sure what. Is it a front leg or a back leg? Front leg. Okay, that's good. I think the front leg is good, right? What I love about my dad, though. Okay, so two days ago, they get the diagnosis. They say the next day, they say, bring the dog in. You know, they ran the test right away. It hasn't spread. We can we get it now. We get it, right? Bring the dog in. We'll do the surgery. The dog will be home the next day. My dad has already built a handicapped dog ramp leading up to the house. That's what he's been doing since since he found out the diagnosis. Well, <laughs> taking care of business. Dog ramp, dude. We've got to get yeah. dog ramp in there right away. How long have they had the dog? Uh, I think dog is six years old. Which uh, is 35? I don't know what like a dog that. is. I can't remember if it's dog seven or not. Yeah, what are cats? I don't know. I think you multiply it by seven, right? Seven, I don't know. Or is that cats? I don't know. No, cats are 109. Yeah, speaking of my cat, that cat's, that cat cat's going to live forever. And the fact that he has... Itself. He has psycho strength. He has meth strength. Yeah. The amount of stuff, because he's diabetic, that I have to separate him from the other uh, cats when they eat, he doesn't matter what I pile in front of the door. I come out, he's like, I got this. And <laughs> I have the stuff that he's moved has got to be like 80 times his own weight. <laughs> and it's all for what? Hyperthyroid. It's like, I don't know uh, what. Hyperthyroid. Gross. He's, he's a psycho cat. Uh... What else we got? That was pet talk. That was pet talk. Um, Oh, Fresh Brothers Pizza likes to send coupons. That's good stuff. They should be a sponsor. You think? I don't know. Um, I was going to talk about. uh, If we had someone here, I was going to talk about auditions, and but we'll we'll do that in the next episode. Yeah, I haven't had any. Yeah, when was the was the last thing you auditioned for? Remember, I told you is that thing where the guy called me and said, "I want to offer you this role to be a judge in something." And so then I just then I went and did it, and then he's like, "All right, we're gonna be looking at a bunch of other people." Then I'm like, "I wouldn't." I think I told you, I was <laughs> yeah, like, "Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come in if I didn't think it was mine." Just really don't do this anymore. Like I eventually I I saw some of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just uh, came and went. So it is what it is. Most it's things whatever. do. I'm thinking. Um, who did I run into? Pete Carboni. You know Pete Carboni? Yeah, yeah. I know Pete from Wisconsin. This, you know, there's this whole thing now that people are like basically making money on Amazon by creating your own products and stuff like that. Do you know about that whole thing of like that's how you can make money now? Create my own products. Yeah, I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with life. I think I'm gonna just start. So I, I don't, I don't know. People are you can get like products made somewhere, right? I think Eddie's buddy does that. He's the one that makes the those the rings? sports wedding rings, like yeah. the, I guess the rubber wedding rings or something yeah. like that, that or you whatever. Can wear in place of your real wedding ring when you're yeah. like working on a as a plumber or working yeah. in the NFL or that makes a boatload of money. I think it's just all Amazon sales. Really? I mean, I'm getting in the game, dude. What are you gonna? What's and your then, and product? Then gonna, and then, by the way, I think we're gonna John and I are gonna try to get an Amazon link. Yes. So that way, when so you my wife whenever you shop show. when you whenever you shop through Amazon, if you click our link. Uh, we should probably put up a website that would make. We gotta figure that the out. Most yeah. sense. We got this from Costa. <laughs> yeah, Michael Costa was bragging, uh, about bragging about his computer skills. I couldn't even center <laughs> it. <laughs> He's just angry. Oh, I love Costa. Um, uh, yeah. So then that way, when you shop at Amazon, you click on on the Amazon link through our site, and that way, uh, it will help the podcast. You're gonna spend the money either way. Yeah, what we're saying you're spending the money, and this this way it helps us a little bit. Yeah, and that way we can afford things like uh, water, more water for me. Uh, what more, more a cough track? A just cough in case track. we don't cough during the show, <laughs> we need a cough track. A radio brag track. No, I mean get there. I mean, did you need a radio story? Is that what you're? Yeah, that was what I was going at. Like, what was the? Uh, <laughs> have you ever auditioned to play a DJ? <laughs> 
You know, though, I will tell you that the, the, the old the DJ trick was when you first get hired as a DJ, because I started in college radio. In college radio, you just have to pretend like you're not interested on radio. That's what you're supposed to do because <laughs> in college. All right, guys, that was you two. We're going to yeah, come whatever. back with uh, who knows. I didn't really want to play that, but I played it like anyways. We got I a program manager here. He's a dick. Yeah, he's also me because we're allowed to play whatever we want. Because we're college band, students yeah. and it doesn't matter. My the, Actually, the, my boss at that place was a guy named Bob Betts. And uh, Bob Betts was the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, the, the stadium voice? Yeah. Now batting, Paul Molitor. Molitor. Yeah. Like, he would do that. So whenever he would come in and say something, you know, like, when you only know a person one way, you're like, can, you That's can't. all I'm hearing. That's all that's, I'm hearing. That's, that's, that's all that I'm hearing. That is all I'm hearing. But all, he was at a point in his life, he was older, and he was like, again, he, you talk about Mad Men stuff. Smoking. Chain smoker. Yeah. And he smoked in his office. He just sat there and smoked cigarettes all day in his office. He was completely checked out. I mean, imagine being a program director at a college radio station. This is WMSE. Being a, a program where, where you're not programming anything. Yeah. Each student comes in. With their own With their own agenda. Yeah. They, they, you know, he basically, it's like, don't swear. Don't do this. Don't do that. All right, I'm going to go take a nap. And that's what he would do. Yeah. I could see him because he would leave his door open. And I would always lean through the studio and look down the hall. And I would just see him with his head down. Just napping all day long. I think yeah. the guy talked to me like three or four times in like a year. Yeah. He just never said anything, which is pretty funny. That's great. But anyway, so when you get back, when you get into commercial radio, I'll, I'll never forget the first thing. So I did the air check. I, they they always put you on middle of the night. Like they're like, all right, you got the job. Your first gig, Saturday, two a.m. Two a.m. My insurance agent is calling. That's hilarious. Brian, we want to insure the podcast. Should I put? Should I actually put him on the air and freak? Yeah. Out? Hey, are you cool with being on the show? He, w- he would say yes, but he wouldn't know what to say. He'd freak out. Um, <laughs> he, uh, High uh, pressure. Uh, I, I, so anyway, he's like, 2 a.m. We'll start you at 2 a.m. We'll do a quick four-hour slot. No one will hear you. Six. It'll be no, great. No one's going to listen to it. And I worked at a place called Light 97. It was Light Hits, Light Favorites. Mm. I think I played um, that Whitney Houston song from My Bodyguard about 7,000. And I <laughs> will always. Yeah. So I did my song. first air check, and I come in. I'm all proud of myself. Like, because basically, I think I may have said like four words. And I come in, and he goes, All right, um, you need to smile. I was like, What are you talking about? He goes, When you talk, if you don't smile, it sounds like you're angry. So you have to smile when you talk. And I was like, yeah, but there's nobody in there with me. Who am I smiling? He's like, you're smiling to the audience. (laughs) The audience can understand that. They can feel that. It's like being on the phone with somebody. Like, what are you mad at? I ain't mad. Well, tell your face because I can feel it. But I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're on the phone, doing a podcast, whatever you're doing, start smiling when you're talking. And it sounds completely different when you smile. Uh, I like how you just smiled. Now I'm going to smile. That's the whole point of doing it. Now I'm not smiling. And listen to what I sound like. Well, you're you're also yelling (laughs) at the same time. You're not smiling. You're also being very staccato. Staccato. Yeah. Light 97, continuous light favorites. Oh, God. You were a real Imagine John- that. You were a real Johnny Fever. And I always thought to myself, who is listening to light favorites in the middle of the night? And the answer to your question is no one. Well, actually, then I even downgraded. I went even further down the rabbit hole. Ooh. I worked at an AM radio station. Oh, God. 15, 10 AM. Come now, imagine on. how far down the dial. Just imagine an eight for the, I don't know if anybody has radios anymore, but... Imagine just, you know, 1510 is about it's like if you ever were turning your dial and you're like, I think I'm about to break the dial because I shouldn't be turning it anymore. Then you're going to th- get two more turns <laughs> and you'll get to 1510. You'll hear a snap. Yeah. And then you'll get the to 1510. Fall off and it'll be a 1510. 1510 W.A.U.K. And it was literally 
Awk. Awkward. It was the old. W a u k. It was awkward. 1930s, 1940s music, <laughs> and it was automated. <laughs> so I wasn't even on the air. I just sat there and had to make sure because it wasn't computers back then. I had to make sure the that the tapes over. and the carts and everything played. But you didn't have to say anything. The phone never rang. Of course not. No, no one, one was ever listening. called. Yeah, no, I, I, I literally think that they were. I literally think that they were uh, pumping it into caskets. <laughs> I have no idea who is li- <laughs> like we have a very big audience. <laughs> it's the dead, the dead people. It would be hilarious if you're actually out visiting someone's grave and you just hear 1510 W.A.U.K. What is coming from the ground there? <laughs> and now Beethoven. But they eventually switched over, which is funny. They were the, they were the beginning of the switching over to uh, ESPN radio when ESPN radio became syndicated. Yeah. And I was actually supposed to be a sports talk. There's a there's a there's a little thing in the in the in the Milwaukee Journal that announces me as the afternoon drive sports talk guy on Sports Talk 1510 WAUK. And then I ended up getting into uh, alternative radio. Thank God, because I'm thinking to myself, well, you would have been sports talker. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have been. Why I not? mean, you ever listen to sports talks, guys? I mean, they know everything about everything. I I would have been the worst. I would have been fired about twelve minutes in. I would have loved to have heard that though. The, the only thing I got out of that station though is because that station was so old, they were getting rid of all their old records. Which, if you look Ooh. around you, that's why we have. That's why you have chick a lot to of, chick, Nino yeah. Nanny, and <laughs> Burl Ives on the beach at Waikiki. What about wine, women, and, and waltzes? <laughs> wine, women, and waltzes. Hey, uh, would you like some wine? Got another one, those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. That's another one of my classics I uh, got up there. Mr. Jaws. Mr. Jaws. Oh, we got to love myself. I'm a Jaws fan, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Griffin. <laughs> Sorry, Ken Griffey? <laughs> no, Ken Griffin. Uh, okay, at the organ. Ooh, organ music. Organ music was huge back then. Dude, which my is dad had so many... so many organ records <laughs> when I went through that. I was like, get rid of these fucking things. Like, there was so much stuff that I got that I was like, oh, my God, what an amazing Jack Benny record. You know what I mean? Just really, really cool stuff that I don't know if I'd be able to find without really looking for that I'd ever come across. And then there was all this stuff. I was like, what are you doing? Buying re- multiple albums of the same organ music. I'm like, <laughs> what is because this? Because they're like, albums, dude. They scratch. Dude. Okay, they oh, yeah? Wrecked. He was. I never once, I never once came home and was like, oh, what do you listen to? Organ music? Like never heard it on a record player. Never heard it in the car. Never. I was like, where did this fucking obsession even come Maybe from? Maybe he played it at night to make you. Maybe that's what he used to make you. John. I don't think so, because those records were bought way after. I By was the way, born. if you could have just got a look, the look on your face. You had a Westworld twitch there for a second. I just freeze. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> that's not a spoiler. No. God, dude, the finale is next week, though. I know, but coming th- up, then, it's coming up. But this see, week. here's the problem. This is the only thing I will say about binge watching to get, bring this whole show full circle. Now you're addicted and you can't fucking wait. And then, but it takes them a year plus sometimes to bring out the next season. Dude, there's the killer with these binge watching Netflix, HBO, Amazon. It takes forever and a day for the stuff to come back. Uh, I will say that Westworld already knows they're getting a season two, so they might already be shooting. Uh, but you're right. And when you, when I binge watched Game of Thrones, it was a whole year and a half. Before the next season came That's out, crazy. Like, there's not going to be Game of Thrones on until like mid 2017. But isn't that maybe. show? No, I haven't binge watched that one. But isn't that show a little bit complex too? In the fact that how the, what they have to make is also it's not easy what, to make. It takes time to it make. It's got joke, to. Right? It has to be the most expensive TV show ever made. Yeah. It, it has to be. I can't imagine because I'm just a set alone is probably to create three that. multiple. They're shooting on different continents. They're yeah. like it's crazy yeah. the amount of people they use the battle scenes. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. It's kind of like I imagine The Walking Dead is getting a little bit obscene. It's and like I, there's so many 
so many people involved. I was trying to figure out where Westworld is. If that's either like New Mexico or Utah, or I something think it's like that. New Mexico, Arizona. I think okay. it's wherever they got vast desert. You know, Nevada. It's somewhere like that. Which on camera looks great. It must bore the shit out of those people to literally be out there all day long in the middle of. But nowhere. again, there's so many of them. Like you could just go hang out with somebody. Like, no, but I'm just saying. But yeah. being in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Versus working on like Hawaii Five O, where you're, you're in, in Hawaii, Hawaii, right? Yeah. And you're usually investigating a murder on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but then again, if you actually, on but NYPD I had a f- blue. You're in L.A. on the Fox lot, so I actually uh, I had a friend who was a, an assistant uh, director on Hawaii Five O, and I asked her about that, and she's like, "Well, uh, if you mean by getting up and working 14 hours a day uh, on the beach and not really being able to enjoy the beach, then yes, that's is one of the most exciting things you could possibly do." Yeah. And I'm like, "What about your off time?" She's like, "We mean the sleeping time." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're working all the time, <laughs> and no one ever seems to. Get, like paint the yeah we had like a good week off and and we really oh. well you did you we when Chris like, Rouse I, Rouse or you guys talked about a show didn't you guys work on a reality Temptation show Island like too so but you got some time off no but not a lot you guys no. did the same thing oh, was, we got no there was no time off oh, okay. we just partied while we worked okay it was literally like I would party all day I would do my routes I would do get all the drives done. Then we would go to the bar at night, and we would just drink and drink, and dr- I'd get like three hours of sleep a night. Like we were, so a- that was the only way to get. But time but in, at yeah. the same time, I was twenty four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I like the guys that were old, like for the forty one year old guys that were on that show. They weren't doing that. Yeah, they were going to bed, man. We had like 15, 16 hour days. It was they, they crazy. Had, but they had already done that, and they'd already done it in their twenties, and they were like, they probably had way more fun than we did. If somebody gets in the business today, PA, what would you say to them? It will. Having been in this business as long as you had, would you say to them, nose to the grindstone, bust your ass, work your way up quickly, or would you say, enjoy it, man? It's it's a it's a marathon. Take time out to really appreciate what Los Angeles has to offer in all its quirkiness, its insanity, its crazy parties. It's you know, I would say try to do both. You know, if you're just if you're in your twenties and you're just coming out here and you get a job as a PA. I think I I'm just and from all the mistakes I made and from everything I didn't do and that you brought know, you here in this basement. Right, exactly. I would suggest paying close attention to everything, asking as many questions as you can and it's a PAing is a game of common sense. Once you sort of get the lay of the land, just don't be an idiot. Be friendly, always be, you know, around, always be on time, that kind of stuff. But with that will come also getting to enjoy the perks of living in Hollywood without feeling like you're not moving forward. Like you can still go work a show that travels. Like you can go to Costa Rica, take all those travel jobs, go work in different parts of the world. I think that's amazing. You're never going to get someone to pay for that. Like you're getting paid and they're paying for you to be there. It's it's perfect. And then you can also do what you can. Like, like I said, you're in your twenties. You don't need a lot of sleep. Get out there, see the places, Hang out at night, but at the same time, show up in the morning, do your job, and and always have a smile on your face. And you're not going to be a PA for very long if you do that. Yeah. You're going to move up pretty quick. I went to Costa Rica as a PA. I left as the travel coordinator, or the transportation coordinator. Do you know what I mean? Like you just you move up just by showing common sense and a little bit of initiative, and and you know don't always try try to keep. I mean, I guess it's it depends on where you are, who you're working for, but. Um, Always try to like make yourself busy and find other stuff to do, and don't just kind of like, okay, well, I'm done with that, so I'm gonna sit here, because that always looks bad. But I would also say, go to those crazy parties, have a good time, go, you know, stay out late, meet weirdos, 
Yeah. A couple things you need to know. Um, you're going to run across at least one person from your past that is famous to you, and you're going to realize that they have a gross drug habit. Don't oh, pan- yeah. Don't panic. Don't panic. That's they're pretty disgusting. typical. That's They're, they're going to do something, and you're going to be like, wow, I had no idea, and you're going to feel gross, like John just said. Yeah. But secondly, if you're young and you want to do something, just go do it. Trust me. Just go. The hardest thing to do is to leave wherever you are, your comfort zone, or your family, and, and not and not pursue it. I say do it because you can always go back home, and, and but, but, but also know if you, if you leave, you never come back. And then lastly, if you are someone that did not pursue it and you listen to us and you're eventually going to have kids, you should totally encourage. The hardest thing also to do is encourage something that you love so much to, to leave you and go out and do something. But you should always do that. I think too many people don't pursue stuff. Yeah. And and as much as we bitch and moan about our opportunities or lack thereof, I wouldn't change it for anything. No, 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 no. I just feel like. I moved out here with no real plan, whereas people today move out here with a plan. They have the internet, they have ideas, they know they know how to get a hold of people. It's easier. You're not sending headshots in the mail. It was just a little different time when I moved out here. Like the technology thing really kind of came about after I'd already been in the business for a little bit. So I was late to catch on to that, and I, you know, I I did waste a lot of time just kind of you know pissing my days away, having having fun when I could have been writing or doing other stuff. Like I do see that as. But at the same time, would I have half the material I have as a stand-up if I wasn't doing that? You know, would I be the same person today? Would I be, you know, I, I don't know. I, I everything happens for a reason, man. Like I, I think I'm in the right spot. I'm not. I'm not bummed. I had one of the best years of my life this year, and I, I didn't really like. I didn't make a ton of money, but I also didn't have to get a nine to five or go back into producing. And you get married. I got married. The Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. I mean, my brother had a baby. It was really uh, Two, was only one year. of those things really had anything to do with John. But the point is, yeah, the Cubs World Series because I drank probably <laughs> four thousand Miller Lights this season, and that of course paid for Butter- um, butterfly Chris, effect. Chris Bryant's oh. butterfly effect. Okay. That's how Kyle Schwarber got through rehab quicker. Look, uh, you never know, butterfly. It could be a real thing. My, my drinking could have influenced the entire team, like Brody Stevens in the bullpen. I think he's got a little bit more. Of he a has ballad, way more. Yeah, more absolutely. There. I love that story, though. His story was great. I really enjoyed that episode. I know people are a little bit uh, sick of the Cubs, and we keep talking about it, but uh, yeah, it's still something to be happy about. We got a lot of work to do as far as getting some uh, some guests on this show. Yeah, twenty seventeen is going to be a big year for this show. I think we're going to probably get a website going, maybe get some merch. <laughs> you sound like an old man right now. Big things, you guys. Um, big things, man. Thinking about well, getting on the no, internet look, this year. This is uh, what, what, this Janice is, is actually thinking of upgrading. From a 27-inch television to 32. I mean, what you 27 guys? 27-inch. What do you kids get these? The what do they call these flat screens? So we're thinking about getting one of those. No, uh, I got a tube. <laughs> CRT tube. Um, no, but I mean, I mean it. I think we're gonna 2017 will be just as good, if not better, than this year for us. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening, guys. That's the show for today. Uh, but emails. What do you want to hear about? We can talk about auditions. We can talk about, you know auditioning people we can talk about uh, anything you want entertainment wise and uh we'll have some fun people coming up in the next couple weeks so yeah tune in and uh thanks for listening all right america Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 